episode of K1 Club. Oh. We need like an applause, like I know. Uh, like something. Sound effect. <laughs> the double clap. Yes. Oh, we've truly come so far. Maybe like some snaps in there or something. Yes. We've come so far. Um, how do you feel, Amanda? How do you feel, Ryan? I feel great about it. I'm excited about it. I feel like there's a lot to talk about. It's funny today when I was doing a a work-related meeting, someone was like, what is that microphone in your frame for? Do you do voiceover work? And I was like, no, I do a podcast on 90 Day Fiance. And they were like, what? Kudos to us for sticking through, banging them out with little experience. I agree. It comes along the way. It's so exciting to see the growth from outside and then to be within to have been part of the last episode and now this one. Uh, yeah. It's just full circle for me. It's like, oh my God, I'm in this show. I'm part of this show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, I feel really good. I feel like, wow, I can't believe that we made it this far. Like, I just feel like, it's been such a blessing to do this with you. And it's been such a wonderful time that I'm just like so excited. I was just thinking about how we've been talking about doing this podcast for a long time. So I feel a huge sense of accomplishment that we actually did it. It's nice to be able to say like, I finally did something that I've been saying that I wanted to do creatively. I know. I know. Oh, it's so wonderful. Like, uh, I can't stop smiling. I'm so excited. I'm just really pumped for us and really proud of us. We've we've come so far. Ah. All right. So reality roundup. Reality roundup. The roundup uh, to end all roundups. The roundup to end all roundups. Did you guys watch 90 Day Fiance UK? Okay. So the thing <laughs> is, is like, we're watching it, but... I'm really not paying attention. I'm not retaining any information anymore. Like, I am not entirely sure if I can continue with it's, it. It's rough. Like, it's really rough. Like, the only people I can root for is Katie and I'm forgetting his name, but they're so they're so boring. Alejandro. Alejandro. Um, they're the only people that I can really root for. Cannot root for. Christine and Sean, Sean and the other girl who I don't even fucking remember her name. Okay, the, Victoria, the weeb. Yeah, yeah. Like, JK girl, Rowling. get out of here. She's terrible. I cannot fucking. Stand all I see is J.K. Rowling. That's all I see when when I see her. It's oh so my true. God. <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling. Rowling looks like the Wish version of Laura Dern. That's I feel I like J.K. Oh Rowling thinks she looks like Adele. <laughs> That's Adele Nazim. <laughs> That's Adele Nazim. <laughs> Adele <laughs> My top culture moment of all time. That was um, so funny. Everyone was like, sir, what? <laughs> it always makes me laugh. It's not even remotely close. <laughs> um, not even a little bit. I can't even root for... Katie after like this week with the way that she was treating like the whole seafood conversation and just like Mexican food 
Like she was like, I can't eat this shit. I was like, equating octopus to rat is that is, is crazy. one of the most ignorant things I've seen in the ninety day universe. It was crazy. Like, I was like, it's octopus. You've never had octopus before, and like, oh my god, British people. I guess the way they just eat is like, like no the entire time. I was like, you are from an island yourself. Yeah. You're from an island. You you come from a country that's surrounded by water. What what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm sorry it's not haggis. I'm yeah. Sorry it's not bangers and mash. And know? don't they have fish and chips? Like, so she's like, everything that comes from the ocean smells bad. Or the ocean smells bad. Why would I eat things that come that's from there? your ocean? Your ocean smells bad. <laughs> don't speak from Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. After that, that was... I was just yeah. And obviously, um, just like Richard, I can't even, yeah, I think it's my biggest deterrent in continuing with it. It's like, I can't sit here, even though it's like being uh, put together, like the story is being put together in a way in which we all are in on the fact that he is highly inappropriate and like extremely sexist and like racist and a man child and like all this stuff. I can't give my viewership knowing that like the portrayal that Filipino women have on this show even with Sean and Christine is that they are maids they're there to service men in some way shape or form Sean it's like not as uh, explicit I would say but he he let his place be a fucking mess for when she got there he put dirty dishes in the cabinet because he knows that Christine will eventually wash it his, his main friend also seems to be very much of that mentality yes. as well too he does yeah. not he's not seeking to see the best in her at all mm-hmm. yeah he is really fucked up and I, I, we see in the preview for next week he's like is christian sean's child um what the fuck like why are you asking that like yeah the this is I don't know if it's because the UK's racism is just so much more overt than ours. Like, in terms of, you know, the way that they, like, they're kind of like, I don't want to call them clueless, but like, they're different than Americans in the way that they like talk about racism and like they're just blatant. They're so fucking blatant with it's it. It's just ingrained. That's what I'm saying. They're the OGs. They're the, they're the OGs. They're the yeah. Test, you know? They really are super fucking good at racism over mm. there like, they like excel at it it's like a racism onion you know you peel yeah. one layer and it's just more racism you yeah peel exactly. another layer and it's more racism it's like, exactly okay. and they yeah. think it's not that bad over there they really think it's not that bad i feel like all <laughs> europeans are like this yeah even poc there are like oh it's not that bad and i'm like excuse me <laughs> it's yeah. way worse i think seeing um and I'm forgetting her name now that just shows how much I'm paying attention, but seeing that Filipina give him a massage, I was like, that's, yeah, Kathleen, that's where I draw the line. Like, I literally just, my whole body just got a wave of, like, cold sweat just thinking about it. So I think, I think I've met my cap for it. I think that's that's a fair assessment. And, you know, we don't have to review it for the show anymore. So it's like... Exactly. It's just like, yeah, Richard is going to hell. That Absolutely. Is, that's a person that is hellbound. I cannot fucking stand him. Oh, my God. Outside of that, 
like I told you, the family Chantel, my mm -hmm. God. So not to like spoil anything for you, but kind of spoiling it. You can, really. it's okay. It's I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I started watching the episode four or season four, episode one yesterday, but I fell asleep because I was just so fucking tired. Work is beating my ass. How about that? <laughs> I'm about to get crazy busy, so I feel you. But, um, you know, the whole, I feel like what gets centered on for season four is the disintegration of their marriage, as we know. And in this week's episode, we see for the first time a full-on Chantel breakdown. Not a freakout, not her getting angry, like, full-on breakdown in an interview that she's doing like not even while she's talking to Pedro or her parents or anything like that like she just fucking like loses it and starts sobbing and I was like almost dry yeah I was aghast oh my god holy shit yeah I, that's you why know, I was like you have to watch this I can't you you need <laughs> to share this like with this burden <laughs> with us this is too much now I'm with you because she is Oh my god. She's I'm stoic. Still... She's a she's an Aquarius through and through. Yeah. So to see that I was like gutted. On yeah. Camera. On camera no less. On camera no less. Wow. Yeah, I feel really bad for her. Like every new like news clipping that comes out about her, news clipping. Wow, what am I 80? <laughs> every new piece of news that comes out about her, I'm just like wow. Like the last clip I saw was like Pedro moving into another room in the house and her in another room and he's like mm -hmm. yeah we just like do our anything do what we you know do what we do and then i have my separation boundary and blah 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 blah, blah. and i was like okay yeah this man's definitely got someone on the sidelines like because the switch up you'll see like in season four incredible how quickly it happened wow incredible mm. I hope River beats his ass. That's all I have to say. That is, that will never happen. <laughs> I don't know. River, River's starting to, you know, because they had this whole thing this this current season where it's like, oh, after everything that happened, we became boys. You know, that's like my brother. And in this last episode, he's just like, well, you know, he finally got what he wanted. We all knew it, right? He got his green card and now he dipping. We all knew it right from the beginning. I was like, wait, wow. I thought that was your brother, though. Like, in law oh he's sitting at a piano while he's saying it too i was like this is this is all very cathartic for all of them involved i'm sure oh yeah doesn't river make music well i mean that's <laughs> air quotes yeah i was music is a big word for it but oh uh, let me rephrase doesn't river make noise <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been watching anything too crazy mostly just oh the rehearsal i watched the new episode of the rehearsal we watched the first episode did you like it it's it's fucking hilarious but we were like we can't binge this it needs to be like at a slow pace because it's just like what it's so much it's so much it's definitely not bingeable and anyone who's binging it i want to check on you this season gets like not necessarily heavy but like I'm just surprised that it's continuing to shock me. Like, I I don't understand how Nathan Fielder continues to shock me. And he does all the time. And I'm just like, I don't know how he does that. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. But I'm absolutely loving it. And that first episode was so great. Because, like, I used to go to that bar all the time, Alligator Lounge. It sounded familiar. 
Yeah, I used to go to it all the time. So I was like, wow, this is truly like in my backyard. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't continue. I couldn't watch that first episode because it was killing me to know that I had seen the actor that he hires to play a core in some other media. And I oh can't, I can't remember if it's like high maintenance or some other New York based show. It was just killing me. And to this day, I still don't know. Is he on IMDb? Yeah, we got to check sure he is, But I, it, it was, I was like, he had to have been on high maintenance or something. I've definitely seen that actor before. And then to see him in the rehearsal playing this real person in this, in this scenario, this is, it, it's too funny. It's just, but yes, no, definitely not bingeable for me. I have to, I have to take it in doses. <laughs> yeah. And the episodes it, it, just like, they stay with you after a while. Like I, I'm thinking about them when I'm in the shower. I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's see. The horror of Dolores. High maintenance. There he is. Yep. That's yeah. Right. Wait, yep. can you send me that link? Because I want to see, because I also watch High Maintenance. I want to see if I also recognize him. This guy was also in, um, I don't know. I think it's the same person. The series, a series of unfortunate events, the Netflix. You're series. right. He was the banker. Yeah. That's He's where the I know him from. He is the yeah. banker. Wow. Yes. Yes. He's at the top. There's Neil Patrick Harris at the very top. Uh, yes. Oh, that's yeah. right back here. That's, he was the banker. That's also where I know him for sure. But I I just called him back to high maintenance. Wow. DOA. Wow. Okay, Todd Freeman. Okay. Okay. I worked on elementary. That's that's what. Um, I I didn't get to meet Lucy Liu though. I didn't. It's for the better because I would be foaming at the mouth. And so would I. (laughs) And then I would have been taken off set. Not reality related, but I found out today that Paul Rudd is going to be in season three of Only Murders in the Building. And I was like, three? Yes. I forgot Stop to watch it. this week's episode, and it's the last it's like one, right? Me too. Yeah, I think it's the last one. <gasps> well, Paul Rudd, white man royalty, he's going to be in season. Oh my three. god! So season yeah. already. I do love. Paul. He never disappoints. I do. Oh I do god. love Paul Rudd. Oh, I guess now that we're you know on the topic of not reality shows. We have to talk about our beloved The Wilds being canceled. Stop. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I was at dinner with Mina and I was like, you're joking. She's like, I thought you would have heard about this. I was like, no, I haven't really been paying attention to stuff. And canceled. First of all, I love the sentence. No, I haven't really been paying attention to stuff. (laughs) Second of all, I was absolutely gutted when you texted me that. And then, of course, I sent it to Maddie, who I you know i was like watch the show and she binged all of it in like two weeks so when i sent it to her she was equally as devastated if not more because she signed an online petition asking to resurrect show i was like are you serious and she was like of course and i was like okay well can you send it to me (laughs) there are rumblings that hulu will be picking it up i hope so i hope so i mean we've seen it before we've seen it happen so, I mean, we saw, yeah, we saw it happen with Tuca and Birdie and it's better True. than ever. So I'm hoping that things happen that way. I mean, HBO Max is is no longer my favorite because, well, I, should, I guess I shouldn't say that because I'm trying to work for them, but <laughs> it's no longer my out. favorite because of, well, edit now, yeah, because of the residual situation that they're dealing with, with Discovery Plus, they're just like taking all these shows oh. off of their platform so that they don't yeah. have to pay residuals. And I'm like, 
this is why I wanted a DVD collection. And now I remember why I want a DVD collection. What is a DVD, Arama? What are you talking about? <laughs> sort of in the vein of Reality Roundup to get into a little gossip. Um, well, not necessarily gossip. But first of all, we have the first episode description out for Happily Ever After, season seven, episode Ooh, one. And I quote, Jenny and Sumit reveal their secret to his parents for the umpteenth time. I guess we'll see how that goes. Andre's slip up about Libby's possible career move shocks Chuck. Who cares? Shida refuses to play second fiddle to Bilal's ex. My interest is peaked. Kim, co- Kim comes under fire. Who cares? Jovi struggles with Yara's partying, fabricated drama. So. Interesting. And that's this Sunday, right? Yes. This Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Because that man is not good looking and she has only been (laughs) getting better looking. I think it's like fabricated in the sense that like, you know, they're probably like, oh, what if we, you know, flip the script because it was Jovi the before who was partying and now that Yara's become a mom and you know he's a dad maybe she can leave the baby at home and she can go party with her girls and she's a hot girl and all this which I would love for her and I do agree that she's also been looking better and better whoever's doing her filler she looks great there are a lot of hate ass people on the internet that are like Julia specifically oh if she's out there yeah do we ever talk about their beef wait no, I don't remember them them having major beef. Well, yeah, Russia like versus Ukraine. Tweeting each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like, would love to hear that. Julia is very obviously jealous of Yara, and it doesn't help that you know it literally is Russia versus Ukraine. So you know she's like she stays subtweeting Yara, and Yara's basically like unbothered because she's like. I, we're not competing at all. <laughs> We're not even in the same league. Julia. Sorry, bitch, but the blonde wins. Hello. Sorry. A loss for the brunette community, but... A loss for the brunette community. You know, white people really fucking take that shit to heart. They do. They are so fucking serious with that blonde and brunette shit. Uh, like, they're back like... Back to the UK thing, you know? OG yeah. OG racism. OG, you know, segregationist exactly. uh, attitudes. Mm. Although I will say, Leeton Meester, that was white people colorism. Because I feel like she was a real star. And... Blake Lively got a lot of shine, and Leighton Meester was great. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf was removed from Don't Worry, Darling, because he was combative on set, speaking of losers. <laughs> really? I mean, there's a whole fucking drama between Olivia Wilde and Florence um, Pugh. Yeah, like, there's a whole... I don't know what the drama is, but, like, apparently Florence Pugh has not been promoting the movie at all. And it's also weird because literally Olivia Wilde was dating Harry Styles. Was? And yeah. I Are think they broken up? Because Harry Styles did a, um, he did a cover piece. Well, he didn't do it himself, but he was, he was a, the subject of a, a profile in, ooh, Rolling was it Stone? W Mag? I don't uh, know. It wasn't W. No, that's the latest. It was something like new and fresh and hip, you know, one of those new fucking publications. Well, maybe not that new. Paper. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't know you people. Um, But he just like names his partner. He doesn't sit. He's like, because, you know, again, people are always talking about the queer baiting thing with him. Yeah. So they're like, is he, are you queer or not? And he's like, I don't feel like I need to confirm for anybody, which 
rolling my eyes. Like, I'm sorry. Actually, you do need to confirm. I think you do need to confirm. If you're sitting here, you know, doing all this shit and like dating women, wearing dresses, and I, I don't know. Like, I don't Let's know. Start El- Elton guy. confirmed. Elton confirmed. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like this is like internet discourse slash also like I don't I don't get why he wouldn't come out. Like I'm just confused. Exactly. Like, because he's not queer. Because if you were exactly. you would be more focused on the visibility you can create. And also you can put the yeah. whole fucking conversation to bed if you confirm, yes, I am queer and there's nothing else that I want exactly. to talk about. Like no, exactly. nothing about his music says queer. No. Nothing about his music says queer. So it's like I I mean, you know, yes. Bisexual men can eat pussy. We get, like I understand that as a bisexual myself, I understand what the fuck is going on. But at the same time, I think it's weird that we're not we like there's no rumors of him being with any men. There's no like rumors of him being in community with any queer men. It's just like really strange. One Direction to me. has never even alluded to the yeah. possibility. My sister sent me a tweet last night. That was a screen grab of an article from Huff Post from 2011, I believe, where Tom Hardy did an interview where he said, of course, I've had gay sex. I'm an actor. And, the, you know, the caption was just Harry Styles could never. And I was like, well, which one is it? Act? Be Tom Hardy? Admit to being queer? Be as sexy as this, this tweet is is crazy. It's so layered. I love it. <laughs> I saw that tweet, too. It's so fucking funny because it's literally so true. Like. Tom Hardy literally is MySpace era, the the arch. Oh <laughs> like, my god! Like I was like, wait a damn minute. Now this this is a man. This is exactly. A man. I, I have yet to see Harry Styles' ass. That's how I know he's not gay. Exactly. I haven't seen his ass. He don't take pictures of his ass. We need the ass. We need we need to see whole Harry. <laughs> <laughs> But on the real, I truly am just baffled by the whole, like, just be, like, I'm just kind of confused why he needs to, like, he, it's so hard because I'm like, he doesn't owe us an explanation, but also at the same time, I'm just like, no, okay, he does. What? Yeah, I'm just like, he, what are you? Like, he may not owe people this? an explanation, but he definitely feels like people owe him coin for representing them, right? Boom! Yeah, so, that's where it is. So it's- that's he's, saying, he's just being a fucking Aquarius, and I know it, and I know it. An Aquarian man, just, I should say. Yeah, I'm just like this is fishy. I don't know if you actually are queer, and I'm not gonna call him a queer baiter, but I'm also just like, I sure what, will. <laughs> Amanda will do it for me. <laughs> I'm just like, what is the point of all of this? I don't get it. That's just me though. I don't hate get him. what the point of not naming your sexuality is. Just say it. If you are trying to be a representative or or are you not? Like, I I don't get it. But anyway, that was my... We had a little cute pop culture moment. That was fun. I know. <laughs> We're giving sociology. So to, to close the loop on uh, more 90-day news. So according to Inside Sources, John is confirmed for Pillow Talk in a way um so the post specifically (laughs) said we have to wait five episodes for him and patrick to jump in on some hot opinions but john was received so well that they're thinking about him joining other cast members as a third wheel if patrick is not funny 
this is from an inside source, which I fully believe because everyone's begging for John on Pillow Talk for whatever reason. Um, I couldn't be me. <laughs> it couldn't be me either. I don't get it. He's okay. He was entertaining, but like, do I want to see him for? like over and over i don't want to see him but i mean i can't even fucking watch pillow talk because discovery plus doesn't have pillow talk anyway so whatever so that's that also yeah. this is totally jabri's impact he yeah tlc is now calling john a third wheel who who, who coined it also to Jabri. that end we can finally close the motherfucking loop on jabri's zodiac sign confirmed yeah. Leo, which I meant to go back to our earlier episodes to because I remember we had that conversation. We were saying like we could see Leo. I forgot to do it amongst everything else, but I know we definitely had that conversation. We we should have stuck with our gut on it. Like we were a hundred percent correct. That is Leo through and through. We were definitely circling around like fixed sign nature. We were like maybe Taurus, like Leo. We thought about Aquarius for like a hot second just because of the peace sign photo mm-hmm. that he had with Patrick and Thais and Miona. But um, we have arrived and he is a full-blown Leo and it makes total sense. Nothing about that is shocking to me. No, nothing about that shocking. We we love to see it. Jabri, um, well, I guess also to, I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to say for reality roundup but to transition into our tops and flops of the episode i have to say jabri was my top again this episode (laughs) i was again so entertained by him i feel like he is finally pulling his weight in terms of drama this season because he wasn't really full of that much drama during the full season but this tell-all he's like Okay, I gotta, I gotta step my game up. Like when he like walks off when David is talking to him, I'm like, he's not even that mad. He's just being dramatic. Like absolutely, he's just like he's just throwing up a, a storyline. He's just like, oh my god, just you're just jealous. You're just jealous of me. Like, yeah. If you if you see anything on Instagram, like people keep asking him, like why why were you being so out of pocket, basically, or why were you you know, grilling Ari, why did this happen? He's just like, I'm an entertainer. That's why. Like, I'm I'm doing it on purpose. Like, he's full-blown just like, yeah, I was totally doing that on purpose. And I'm like, duh, of course yep. you were. Yep. My top this week, I feel like I must give it to Sean Robinson. Like, I can't yeah. see myself giving my last top to anyone else. Like, I sat there and thought about it, and I was just like, to give it to anyone in the immediate cast, would be too high of an honor. So Sean Robinson, you've got shooters out here. There, are, There's a lot of hate and negativity about her position and the way that she handles it. We we love Sean Robinson. Love her, love her, love her. And I'm so glad you listened to that podcast with um, uh, from TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Uh, so good. Nicole Byer is also so fucking funny. Like, I just, I love everything Nicole Byer is in. So I was just absolutely like in love with that episode and sean is just so fucking funny she um, is she's also a she's a sweetheart like the whole time she's talking about how you know i i try not to pick favorites i try to make sure that i'm you know fair i try to make i mean yeah we all know that's not true but <laughs> she tries to like be you know not a dick to everybody 
But yeah, I remember we talked a little bit about who the person was that creeped her out the most. I truly think it's that David guy. I think it he's so um, fucking creepy. I wonder like, who else it might have been. Like who else has like very dark energy. There's also some like older folks, like OGs that are like really creepy. Like there was that one guy who oh my god, I was gonna say there's one guy who started dating a girl that was literally the oh the mark daughter. mark yes oh i think it's him yeah I he think it's was him. fucking creepy fucking he's he bad news bears and the fact that they fell off the face of the earth i read in in like a month or two ago that um she had finally filed for divorce so oh god let's hope so yeah is his his daughter is on TikTok and is no contact with him. Um, and she like makes these TikToks about like how her dad brought home a woman who was literally the same age as her or younger. I don't even younger, remember. Younger, I think. Younger, yeah. And how her dad was not listening to her at all, did not care about their wishes as children and was just a terrible father. Like even before that happened, um, and I was like, yikes, that's rough. Yeah. That is. I bet that it was him. I bet it was it's him, either too. him or Big Ed. It's true. Yeah. Big, Big Ed did everything we're talking about right now. It's true. Big Ed is also so creepy. Oh but Mark God. was like, like, Big Ed, we've had this conversation before. He could be strong-armed into submission. Mark was like, he had abuser like controlling very dark energy of just like no something's very wrong with this in the way that he would react what, what to is, stuff what is uh uh Karini? paul 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 oh. paul's another one the terrorist another yeah. one. Ooh, he's a oh the my arsonist. god he is really creepy and you know whether he kidnapped his kid or not i mean <laughs> whatever bad news as well Mm-mm. yeah who was your top? My top was Thais. Um, I I applaud her for embarrassing Patrick and joining Jabri in on calling him out. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, people, yes, you might be having a, a child with this man. You married him. You came all the way from Brazil. But um, if the only way he really learns is through having his ego uh, bruised, uh, yeah, do it on national television and join in on another man who's supposedly like a friend of the unit, right? Um, just calling him out, join him. Like, she, what is she just gonna sit there and and not say anything and and not agree with Jabri when everybody knows that's exactly what's happening? And just seeing how Patrick handled the situation, um, he needs more of that behavior. He really needs his ass kicked badly. Both him and John. Yeah. I don't know if Jabri is the one to do it. I saw a video where they were all at Patrick's house, hanging out, schmoozing it up, and Jabri was telling John that he would beat his ass, he would beat Patrick's ass, he would beat Bilal's ass, he would beat Benny's ass. Nobody can fight. And I'm like, this man is totally a Leo. <laughs> Just because you were able to tackle David in a planned fight on television doesn't mean David did not put you in a coma. And John's from Boston. He could probably, he could probably tussle to be honest. Yeah. And his sister yeah. tussles too. We all know that. So <laughs> uh I don't know who's fighting who and who's winning, but uh Patrick definitely maybe uh Carlos could come and visit them from Brazil. Mm. Dice's dad. And, I almost get yeah. Carlos and, my and do yeah. a little something. 
flops. I would say my flop this episode was Muhammad. You he know, irritated you... me. He irritated me so much. And also just his treatment of Eve. Like, I know that we have not been Eve's biggest fan and still not her biggest fan, even after hearing that fucking recording. Woof. He is disrespectful and like just I I was just not able to like so I watched the episode twice and I was just not able to watch the episode again without like wanting to punch him because I was just like wow this man is truly evil like the whole time he did not give two fucks about Eve the entire time huge piece of shit huge piece of shit my flop I feel has to go to Ari as she has been in forever flop status and I must award it to her specifically she was a massive hypocrite um, I feel like we learned a lot about her and their relationship, her and Benny's relationship. Yeah, I was just like, none of this is surprising to me. And she is, I think, most deserving of this award. My flop is Patrick. You would think somebody who has already failed at a previous marriage, who has failed at reaching Olympian status, would be able to accept critique better than he did on national television uh to kind of try to brush his wife's concerns under the table as i'm trying my best and i think everybody's consensus is that it's not his best and that just having his brother move out of the house would improve the situation expeditiously um is is a huge flop for me i I just don't understand how somebody who's seen so much failure from his home life all the way to his adult life doesn't see how he's a, a very integral component to his current failure in his relationship. It's, it's, it's a lot. You better preach. You better <laughs> preach. <laughs> yeah, he's he's trash. And he thinks that he's the smartest, the strongest. He thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. And he's truly not. So we leave off with Patrick and Thais still talking, uh, well, not Patrick and Thais, John and Patrick talking about their, you know, kind of going after each other. Jabri is clearly very upset at John, you know, kind of giving it back to him, not taking him seriously. Jabri says that it's all because he thinks, you know, John is just being disrespectful to Patrick and Thais, but I feel like that doesn't make any sense. Like, I think he, I don't think he cares that much about, I mean, maybe I don't know the relationship. I don't think he cares that much about Patrick and Thais, but it's very clear that he's just mad that, you know, he's kind of going after him and giving it back to him. In the green room, they're all sitting together and they're, you know, kind of discussing John's job a little bit. And then the producers are like, it's time for us to go. That is when Jabri is like, I'm not going to film with this guy anymore. And, you know, we talk about how he's literally just being super dramatic for no fucking reason, just because he's a performer. He's an artiste. (laughs) Um, And... He's, you know, he talks a little bit about Patrick and and the rest of them go out over there back back up to the set. But Kenny and Tim kind of start talking to John a little bit about his experience, which I thought was actually interesting. I don't think we've seen them do that before, right? Like we haven't seen them do that at tell-alls, right? Or have they done that before? This is all completely new. New construct. Okay. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, this is interesting. This is new. So 
Kenny and Tim, um, our two folks in the, you know, in the cheap seats, they're talking to John. You know, he says, uh, they ask him, like, does does Thais really love him? You know, even though Thais and John have their disagreements, he says that, you know, he can he can tell that he's she still really loves him. She can he can tell that she really like cares for him. You know, I think that he does have love for her too, even though he's terrible. People can still love people and be racist, but I'm just like that fucking act like it. Then I fucking know. act like she loves your brother. Like, love your brother then. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. And I think it's so true what Thais is saying that, like, the only times he doesn't ever stand up for him. And, you know, Patrick is like, I guess because that's his older brother. And that was like, it's also his father figure. He's like not able to really, you know, talk to him how he wants to. But like, dude, this, first of all, this is your house, your, you know, wife. Stop being a fucking like, push over and say something i don't Uh, know but i think that was the problem for me is like you're unable to separate john your older brother from being a father figure and that is a really big problem because he's not your dad yeah Uh, the therapy needs to happen yesterday um i want to rewind back to uh you know jabri basically demanding that john not be put back on stage and you'll notice that john does not return to the set do you think it's because of debris wishes or do we genuinely just think that his segment was like over <laughs> you know i noticed that too the second watch and i was like in my head i was like oh it must be just because his segment was over because like patrick and thais's segment was over so i don't know right. what he had left to say but yeah, I don't know. Jabri is just—he's so fucking dramatic. <laughs> I'm not going up there. Get he's definitely it. a performer, schemer. I I can see him taking an opportunity, uh, taking the opportunity and knowing that John's segment was over to make it seem like he had a say in John not returning. Exactly. I can see that too. I can see that too. He's he's definitely like a producer. He writes the, his own storylines even. <laughs> He, he doesn't even mean to. He's just like, or maybe he does because he is a Leo. But yeah, he just, he, he knows how to scheme. He's, he knows what he's talking about. The only other thing I wanted to mention, and I, this is, you know, it could be that there was three hours of interviews, but I feel like after their segment, after they had all talked about everything and after Thais had, you know, talked about how she wants Patrick to stand up for her, their body language like completely changes and like she's like not touching him anymore and she's like sitting farther away from him. So that was one thing that I noticed that I was like, oh, interesting. To kind of continue with Jabri. So he lets everyone know that he actually hasn't seen his family since he was last in South Dakota before his second wedding. This was interesting to me because I think it kind of helped us come full circle in the speculation of like, is this real? Is it fake? Are his parents in on it? How much do they know? Et cetera, et cetera. I think that Mahal and Brian knew about the original wedding with Miona in Thailand. Um, I also want to note that whenever she posted, you know, her happy birthday Instagram post, it was all the photos from when they got married in Thailand. So it was like, 
oh, we're all in on the joke now. Um, so from there, Jabri, of course, as as we were just discussing, he writes his own storylines, kind of hatch the plan to get them on 98 Fiance. Let's boost our brand. We'll become so famous, yada, yada. Um, and then was like, you know, we can move back at home um etc and kind of like was dragging his parents into this whole thing which is why they were like not with it at all and they were putting their foot down you know with whatever was kind of in their control so how long they're living at home attending the wedding everything that they could reasonably enforce a boundary on and that's why you know they haven't spoken they declined to be on the tell-all or to even appear virtually they didn't go to the wedding Etc. Etc. That I mean makes complete sense. It's like all of the pieces of the puzzle are being put together. That was a lot of piece, but yeah, like it's just kind of like we knew the whole time. Like their fucking wedding was basically a fucking photo shoot. Like we knew that the whole time. These two are so fucking annoying. Like oh my god, did I I sent you the music video right that they had made from their wedding? I don't no, I don't think so. Or maybe I just missed it. But I don't remember. But yeah, it was to that horrible song that he played <laughs> uh, at their wedding. And they made a music video to that song on their wedding day. So it literally was a, a photo shoot, video shoot. Oh, my God. You know what? Good for them because they basically got paid. Well, you know what? I got to actually look that up. I don't know if 90 Day Fiance contestants get paid or cast members they get do. paid. They do? Okay. Yeah, so they basically got paid, whatever, $5,000 an episode or some cheap shit like that. And then got their brand boosted, got fans, all of this shit. He like, definitely pays for followers. I was looking at some analytics yeah. and I was like, he absolutely pays for followers. Oh, I could 100% see that. I could 100% see that. The one thing I did, well, there's a couple things I want to talk about with these two clowns. But um, I was really disappointed we didn't get the blackfishing question. With this finally i was like i mean i'm sure that sean probably wanted to there was probably a struggle in the in terms of like actually getting it out because you know we don't she doesn't control everything so i choose to believe she wanted to and just wasn't <laughs> able to because of production but that's just me <laughs> i feel like jabri 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 put his foot down on that conversation that could that could be possible too that could be possible too that he was like you're not gonna ask this yeah or i was just telling brian like if you go on their or you know on his youtube specifically and i'm sure on instagram as well they delete any negative comments or any negative discourse that happens on in the comment section so i would believe that he would put his foot down um, and say like we're not discussing this I also think in tandem with what you were saying about Sean in that uh, podcast episode she was like my main job is to act as a listener so if it doesn't come up then she can't really like bring it up out of left field but I so desperately wish it would have came up there's, there's yeah. no way TLC and Sharp Entertainment didn't bring it up in, in pre-production talks because of how prevalent Mm-hmm. the conversation was on social media to begin with and yeah uh, to amend this point like the fact that they monitor their social their own social media so heavily i'm sure that they were either already equipped to handle that conversation with sharp entertainment 
or the moment that Sharp Entertainment brought it up, they were like, we're not going to talk about that. That's the one thing that, which is like, yeah. just it just begs the question, okay, what do the contracts look like? Because it's like, mm -hmm. how are you going to tell Sharp Entertainment what you're not going to talk about? Like, you're already divulging your entire life. Yeah. So, you know, per, per, it, there's also a reality where Sharp Entertainment just doesn't care to entertain that kind of conversation because it's, it's it's not really what we're about you know it's yeah. divisive when and you know, it's like uh okay sure yeah whatever you i could uh, yeah that makes sense i could see that too of them just being like we're not going to touch this topic because for why i can totally see them saying that it's divisive which is hilarious to me because across the board every conversation i've seen about it is like planted firmly in this is cultural appropriation this is black fishing like even just seeing the 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 recap video of you know when they first met when jabri's like giving his first interview and like the first episode about her and they're showing all these pictures of miona it, it's fucking laughable to see the spray tan the wig like the ponytails yeah. it's just it's horrible it's like, I refuse to believe that Sharp Entertainment is so afraid of, say, the Kardashians, mm -hmm. right? To yeah. not even bring about this conversation because of like the 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 whiplash or the backlash, right? Like it's true. It's I just don't think they cared. I mean, we watched Kim throw uh water in Usman's face. We watched what's her name? Flatback. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? The she the the one egg. Uh, Angela. Angela, we watch Angela. <laughs> Not <V> <laughs> <laughs> we, watched, we watched Angela be like, horrible. We watched Angela be horrible to Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's they they don't care. They don't care about that kind of stuff. Yeah, they definitely don't. That's 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 a good point. They definitely don't care. What did you guys think about David? I really, I really don't like all the talk online about how like that's Jabri's boyfriend and and there were like memes where it was like and it was like a picture of David looking like you know when he was looking concerned about the conversation it was like when you're having to talk to your boyfriend about his wife on national television and I was just like I, I, this is this is too much this is too much we're taking it too far but then again this is why people like John right yeah like because this is this is how a lot of people are and think. It's like you know these guys clearly have a lot of history between yeah. them. Um, there's a lot there, and it, to reduce it to just the fact that they like each other and that it's 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 so. As a rule of thumb, I don't like the trope in any media, fictional or nonfiction, uh, where it's like gay people are evil and when they haven't come out yet mm -hmm. you know they they, they hurt do. everyone around them right i don't like that trope i don't like that line of thinking i that's why especially like whenever you know politicians that are very uh mm -hmm. homophobic they're like oh well he's probably getting to be exactly <laughs> and it's like well not all gay people fucking hate themselves so not yeah. into that at all i don't like that either and it's like also he's so fucking like like angry and just because he's angry about whatever his is going on with debris and miona that does not mean that he is fucking gay it's like we're all human beings i <laughs> thought it was pretty controversial that he wasn't told about the engagement and wasn't invited to the wedding i was surprised to hear that i was surprised to hear that too and debris was like well you wouldn't have come and he's like well how would you have known because you didn't invite me like <laughs> 
would you have known if I wouldn't have come? And I feel like, I mean, I don't know anything about David, but like maybe he would have come or maybe he would have at least like sent his like well wishes or something. But they are, we talked about this before, Amanda. They are not healthy for each other. Mm-hmm. Their relationship has probably run its course. And because they're so close, like brothers, they feel like they can't just like let it go. And it's like, you probably should let it go. It's going to be okay. I feel like if anything, they're probably both very jealous of the other one. Yes. And yeah. that's not healthy. Men all. type shit. You know, it's yeah. I also back to to the main point I was making. It's like it, it also minimizes and, and reduces the idea that like romance can exist between two male friends. Like it like they probably have shared experiences where now all of this makes it feel like they've betrayed each other and and have diminish their relationship to the point where it's like oh it's on site because i was there i fed you or i clothed you you stayed at my spot or you dated my sister all this stuff and now it's like i don't even exist right like that festers resentment and this is what it looks like it doesn't mean the fact that they want to be together like it has nothing to do with that yeah and john just stoking the fire you know he's like oh i've seen i've seen how you handle your little boyfriend like John, do you have something to say? That's what he said. Yeah. He was like, do you even have friends? And John was like, I play, I play video games I with my friends. I was like, this is a soft drag. Okay. <laughs> so no one's ever seen John hang out with friends before. Yeah, he knows. Uh, I'm not. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, what did you say? I was going to say, he knows a lot of grenades. <laughs> Ryan was like last week he was like oh I wanted to call back to that but I thought it would be mean I was like Arama's the one that said it (laughs) he was like I didn't want to as like the only the only man and I was like okay well that's fine but it would have been welcome for me 100% we you would not have been cancelled for that because I think it's such a good callback it's such a good callback because that's exactly what they were grenades I think back to that moment where the situation's like I just put some water in my eyes and I look up man they're grenades (laughs) I think about that daily okay so next I have Emily and Kobe is that yeah okay so Emily and Kobe, um, there was honestly not too much here. They, you know, it was cute that they showed the babies, baby Scarlet. Um, she was born on October fifth, which makes her a Libra, just like her dad. Yes, like her daddy. Mm, okay, okay. She too will tell her mother to shut the fuck up one day. We can only hope. <laughs> Let's hope so. Well, it's a preemptive shut the fuck up. Um. <laughs> So Sean asks about some of the rumors that she's heard, a.k.a. the placenta. Um, Apparently the placenta, uh, excuse me, Emily's placenta is being shipped as we speak to a place where they are going to dry it, dehydrate it, add ginger, all sorts of shit, encapsulate it. Turmeric. Turmeric, yes. And then she's going to eat the capsule with her food or something. And Kara is apparently also going to do the same thing. I This feels like pseudoscience. I don't know how true it is, but, you know. Listen, I, okay. I don't have a dog in the motherfucking fight because I know nothing about any of this. I have no plans to know about any of this. But are we really going to agree or believe 
all of this about, you know, the placenta and the pills and everything coming from the woman that doesn't know how birth control works, how ovulation works, how getting pregnant works. We're going to believe her about eating placenta and capsule form from a company that ships it back to her. I don't know. I, I'm sorry if anybody takes any kind of offense to what I'm going to say, but it just sounds like some Dr. Sebi type stuff to me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm, I'm just like, um, and you know what? I don't mind having conversations about placentas, but Emily's pl placenta specifically. No, <laughs> let's, let's cut it. No, I don't want to <laughs> talk about anything that has to do with anything about Emily below her neck. No, it's, it's, no. <laughs> Yeah, she's. Mm -mm. I don't know anything about this placenta situation. All I know is that it seems like bullshit. That's all. That's all I know. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners can school us because I'm, I'm open to being schooled. Yeah, I'm open to being schooled for sure. For me, it it'll just... just be net zero information, regardless. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, what can I do with this? Nothing. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain uh, ain't never said nothing about eating no placenta. That's it. That's yeah. Biden. That's that's where I stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bet it's also probably really fucking expensive to do. Like, yeah, her dad gonna pay for it. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did get to see her parents. Um, yes, they <laughs> they talked a little bit about the secret gift that uh, yeah. David passes Kobe on on the wedding day, and they said it was sentimental. That it meant a lot, and it was kind of a symbol of him passing the torch. It's her. It's a. It's a. It's her mother's placenta capsule. I'm dead. <laughs> Maybe I'm dead. the umbilical cord. Maybe. I was like, "What the fuck is this? It was like a coin. I don't know. We'll never know because neither of them wanted to spill the beans. But I don't um, want to know that bad. <laughs> the one thing that I was like, "Oh my god!" I was fucking overjoyed about. The 90 Day Gods have finally answered our prayers and brought forward the audience questions segment from Twitter. This is like one of the few things that I think Bravo has perfected in their reunion episodes is soliciting yep. opinions, soliciting opinions in air quotes from viewers. I was like, not, not Sean introducing like, one of our viewers on Twitter. I was just like, what? So, you know, she kind of, she was in the hot seat, Emily, about the whole situation of picking up Kobe from the airport and taking him to a date night, you know, overnight situation rather than taking him straight to meet Coben. Yeah. She was kind of in the hot seat about that. And she tried defending herself by saying, you know, it would have, it would have been too late if they went right back to the house. She didn't want Kobe to meet uh, Coben when he was winding down for the winding down for bed and he would have been cranky, yada, yada. And she had said, quote unquote, once they were together, she wouldn't want to pull them apart, which is why yeah. she wanted, you know, her affection up front. I was just like, my bullshit meter was off, like off the fucking charts, even though everyone was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense considering the fact that she did pull Kobe away from his son the moment that they were together she kicked him out of the fucking bed like yeah. and made him sleep in a separate room so oh, that's a very good point that's a very very good point she tries to act like like i just feel like she was selfish made a rash decision and she wanted to do it i think she regrets her decision mm -hmm. but she's constant she just feels like she just did what was 
what she wanted to do. She's like, and then Bilal actually made some made a lick of sense asking her, well, what made you think this was going to be the last night? And she was like, well, you know, I just didn't want to take them apart from each other, like you just mentioned. And I was like, who gives a fuck? Well, of course, that's Bilal's retort. He don't even want to have sex with his wife. Like, <laughs> so it's like when he said that, I was like, of course, you're the peanut gallery for this specific topic. You don't even want to touch your wife. Like, exactly. Yeah, that was rough. We were making jokes and it's like uh, Twitter user at Sean Robinson's asking. <laughs> <laughs> And oh my god Rama, like the only reason she she feels bad about it is because she did it on national television and she was scolded and scorned by the internet yeah. like yeah. she was fine had had nobody ever told her outside of this show and outside of the show existing and her being on it that that was wrong and fucked up uh yeah. she she would have doubled down because she decided to do it anyway knowing exactly. she was going to be on tv doing it right so yeah. It, it, she's she's such a hypocrite, mm -hmm. and she knew it was fucked up because she the way she how I remember it the way she brought it up on TV was like uh, Kobe doesn't know this, but we're going to go to a hotel, and like she knew he would be upset by it, and like I can the only part of her explanation that I could understand was that COVID couldn't come to the airport because of COVID. That's it. That's the only of course, explanation. That's fine. But everything else, I was like. Let the man see his son. And, and, and Kobe's, you know, his perspective on it at the tell-all actually made sense, too, where he was like, you know, it really bothered me and affected me because it's not something that we had spoken of. Had she told me that this was a plan she had in mind and given me the reasoning behind it, then I would have psychologically prepared to not go meet my son directly because we're adults, right? We're making a decision. But yeah. she, she's not an adult, so. Yeah. And she does this with a lot of different decisions. She just makes the decision and then thinks, you know, it's it's I it's my way or the highway. The, everybody's talking about Kara's controlling. It's fucking Emily who's controlling. Kara's controlling, yeah, whatever. But Emily is the is way worse. She's a way yeah. worse. Um, but we've we've seen Kara cave. You know, we've seen Kara became flexible in the end. Yeah. And. Emily just isn't because her whole family just enables her to do whatever she wants. It's true. And then yeah. to have and like it means nothing to have somebody like Ari agree with your reasoning when she's yeah. just some horn dog that went to Ethiopia to bag a dreadhead man. Like it's not um, it's 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 it means nothing. It means nothing to have her agree with you. Like literally. She's like, oh, at first I was like not a fan, but then I I was like, girl, well, she was like, it started making a lot of sense to me. I was like, oh, if it makes sense to you, then well, <laughs> it's a fucking rap, dude. Like, yeah, it, it's totally irrational. Yeah. Um, should we and jump into Ari and B? I was actually going to say maybe it makes sense for us to jump into Shite. Well, maybe we should do Ari and B because I was I had a little point here because Shaida says to Bilal like that, yes. you know, he needs some of that kind of guidance because he doesn't want to have a baby. Um, and then they kind of have like a little spat about Bilal saying like, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then he, that he convinced Chaida to have kids, which obviously is such a fucking lie. That was, that was the only thing that I was like, yes. Ooh, a nice segue into it. But I mean, it's no, up no, to no, you. no, let's do it. Let's do it. I okay. I think, that was fucking scathing on Shida's part, where she was like, 
he could be taking notes from you because he doesn't know how to get a woman pregnant. I was like, oh my God, she just put his dick game on blast. Well, and then and then the best part about it was that I literally paused and I was like, this motherfucker has a vasectomy. I couldn't stop thinking about it because I was just like, okay, like, you know, first of all, true warning, he's fucking nutting in you and you're still not getting pregnant. Yes, that could be, you know, old age, but also this man has a vasectomy. Like, no one can convince me otherwise that he does not have a vasectomy. I fully believe the theory that he has a vasectomy. Fully. I just, I can't. Get his oh. doctor on the phone. Right? Yes. Call him up. Call him up, Thais. Call him Thais's doctor. <laughs> I need there to be, I need there to be a HIPAA violation and for his medical records to be leaked. <laughs> Literally. Because it is just so, like, clear to me. And then he also says, like, oh, what did he say? He said something about his swimmers are strong, too. He said it to Kobe. He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I have super sperm, too. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Bro, I, yeah, I was, I was beside myself. He did spend I, a lot of time alone, right? We, we, we suggest, and, you know, when you are alone... And you you do a lot of stuff by yourself. You lower your count, so that also I I I don't know much about the religion, so I don't know much about what it's like, uh, what the uh, condemnation is within the religion religion for spilling your seed. But you know uh, I don't know if it's frowned upon or not. But when you spill too much, uh, with without a partner. Uh, the count does go down. I don't know shit about placenta, but I know that, and that could also <laughs> very well be be something. I would be remiss to not bring up a post that I saw on the Reddit, where there is an Instagram video from Bilal's account where Shida and Bilal are looking at her belly and she's rubbing it. So rumor has it that they are expecting. And I guess we'll have to fucking watch Happily Ever After to find out, but one could speculate. Expect his wife to come over? I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) That is going to make, that makes a whole lot of sense because that's why they're on Happily Ever After because list like what the fuck else storyline are they going to have? Right. So it would make sense if it's that. Oh, also one thing I did want to bring up um, that I forgot to bring up in Jabri and Miona section. I mean, this is like kind of like because it was kind of all over the place, but I can't remember when it was asked. But nobody actually asked for his opinion. But Jabri says that he doesn't believe that Ari and Beanie are going to make it, and he doesn't <laughs> believe that Shaida and Bilal are going to make it. And it, everyone seemed to be surprised by Shaida and Bilal him saying that. And I was like, this is also why I had him as my top because I was like, yes, true. It's not gonna fucking happen. They're not gonna make it. They're getting divorced. But it was hilarious when he's like, "Y'all are gonna make it. Y'all are gonna make it. Y'all ain't gonna make it. Y'all ain't gonna make it. Y'all gonna make it." It's it's really wild to see in real time. Just seeing Kanye West's archetype develop. You know, yes. it's like we here forever, technically, right? It's like people now just act like yay and. And it's just for entertainment's sake, you know. I thought yeah. I also thought it was very funny too, 
how Jabri just went ahead and fully threw Bilal and Shida under the bus when Bilal came up to him during the break, like, oh, you got, you got to stay strong, brother, or whatever. And they, like, shook hands or whatever. And then he was just like, y'all ain't going to make it. I don't, care if you came, I don't care if you came over here and, and, and was nice to me. Like, you're not going to make it. Everyone can get the fucking smoke. <laughs> I want to talk about... The fact that Bilal was so shocked that he that so many people had such negative things to say about him and such a negative impression of him, he really said, "I thought I was a really good guy, but you know, it turns out that's not the case." I was like, "This is the most alarming thing I could I, that could ever come from his mouth that you think that you're a good guy." I was shocked. He really thinks he is this all-knowing like just like his ex-wife described him as an imam like <laughs> literally he thinks he is just so fucking smart what was it that um oh my god there was something i forgot to write it down there was something that sean said that i only caught in the second watch um oh she asks for his response to you know jabri saying that <laughs> and he says something like what did he say? Oh he my said, god! I'm... He said, "I tend not to speak of things I don't know of." Or like, you don't know the status of your own relationship. Yes, and then Sean you shouldn't goes, talk at all, brother. Like exactly. And then it was so funny because Sean literally goes, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's all you've been doing since the start. She was, she was just like, I don't even like. That, I, that's she's just like, like not, not giving... the answer you want to give when people say, "Oh, your relationship's gonna go anywhere." You would, you would hope somebody would say, "I'm doing everything I possibly can to ensure my relationship lasts forever." Uh, like get her to sign a prenup, you know. <laughs> so it's just odd. Like he's such, he's such an odd character. I honestly think, um, I'm not gonna diagnose him. Um, <laughs> there's just a lot happening there yeah. you know and i think it, it has a lot to do with the fact that he like idolizes his parents relationship which Red is in no way perfect after the way that uh his mother spoke to to shy like there's mm -hmm. no way their relationship is the way that Bilal thinks it was it's, it's absolutely he talking about fairy tales aren't real but he's over here thinking that his parents relationship was one so it's it's very odd his behavior is very alarming so odd mm. That's a really good point, by the way. Very you've made you've made that point. You were saying like um like well, well it was in one of our episodes. You were saying like um, Yeah, the way oh, she yeah. talks uh, oh, with Bilal's mom and how yeah. the way that she was talking about like oh you need to lead from behind basically and you were mm -hmm. like the fact that Shida's listening to her is like outrageous because so many people from that generation just stayed in relationships because it's yep. the good it's the right thing but that that idea like that makes a lot of sense like there's no way that you know he th him idolizing his parents relationship is foolish foolish red flag, red flag. he can't even humanize his parents how's he gonna humanize shot like, yeah it's, it's not, not happening it's not happening mm-mm mm-mm here I am thinking I'm a good guy. Now guess I'm not. Who says that? Who says that? I'd even I'd even accept that he said everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. And it's like I don't I, like to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, like you think you're a smartass? 
Like, he does. He thinks he's okay. so smart. I tend okay. not to speak on things in the future. And <laughs> Sean's response killed me so much. Okay. Like, <laughs> what? She's like, I disagree, but she's she was like, you're giving me nothing to work with. Okay. Bye bye. Right. I would never buy a house from that man. That's all no. I No way. He is not a trustworthy man. He's tarnished his own reputation. Yeah, he was he was out in the Hamptons not too long ago for some sort of retreat, and, and I can't help it, but I had to notice. Uh, I, it felt like a very token situation. Uh, I was Ooh. like, uh, this this might this kind of makes a little sense too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. but okay. Oh, yeah. The brunch boots. The brunch boots. Full circle. The brunch boots. Full circle. I remember the very first episode. We were like, oh, I don't know about this guy. We don't really like this guy. It just. It went from worse to worser. It was just terrible. <laughs> terrible every time. Mm. I guess speaking of terrible couples, I don't know. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to add? Maybe we should do Ari and Beanie and be kind of quick oh about God. them. I done then... forgot about them. The biggest thing, my biggest takeaways from Ari and Beanie's very brief section, um, we learned that Beanie has been spending time in Las Vegas to pursue his MMA career, which makes sense because we've seen tons of photos of him and Janice specifically uh, living it up in Vegas. And of course, he's like, oh, that's Beanie in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't like all the partying. And then, you know, she starts to go on and talks about how she's offered for Benny to live in Vegas and, you know, you know, he can see her and Avi part-time in New Jersey, um, but he doesn't necessarily want to be apart from his family. She was saying how she basically wants to do her own thing and how commitment to Benny has been a huge challenge for her. Uh, she reveals that she traveled back to Ethiopia with Avi, not with Benny, in order to help raise money and bring supplies to people affected by the war in Ethiopia. I'm just like, oh, you just you just had to fucking announce that on the on the tell all, of course. Um, when she was there, she quote unquote pulled a mini and blocked him so that she didn't have to communicate with him. In all of this, what I've gathered is that she has been projecting the cheating, the lying, the inability to commit to the relationship, all of this onto Benny this entire time and emphasis yep. on the cheating emphasis yes and that that is i was trying to figure out a way to say that but that is the observation that's the nugget that makes the most sense she feels like wow i am not committed to this family as much as i feel like i'm projecting outward and i'm telling everybody that it's all beanie 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 said like how many words in this tell all how many like three Five. literally said like nothing and it's all her fucking talking and you know i did say that you know i i wish not that i wish that he stood up for her but that i would have definitely broken up with him if that was me <laughs> that was ari um i don't give a fuck about ari i mean it's that's clear we said the entire first half of this yep. off, right it was like yep. weighing you down and and beanie was Vis visibly physically acknowledging what Jabri was saying. Yeah. Another another point I'd like to make, I find it very alarming that this woman spent three whole months in Ethiopia doing volunteer work, etc., and and made no mention of any attempt to mend the relationship between her and her son's uh, aunts, right? Um yep. like I think I think, you know, 
Avi is a half white, half Jewish child. I think it's important for him to have a good relationship with his Ethiopian side of the family, specifically his black female aunts. Like, hello, like you went all the way to Ethiopia, you didn't even, there's no mention of mending that relationship. You know, yeah. it's, it's very concerning. And everyone else seems to be on her side versus the sisters. And I'm like, Oh, All that the women is just were aghast. I know, especially Shaina. Like, yeah, especially Shaina. It's like you're you're upset for Ari for that having happened, but all of Bilal's family knew that he was gonna prank your ass. Uh, and all of his family fucking hates you. All of his, all the women in his family do not like Shaina, and yeah. she's there upset for on Ari's behalf. Girl, see yourself in someone else. Do not see yourself in Ari. That is, Kara, that is Kara's upset movie. about it when she's over here uh, going down memory lane with Post Malone about how they used to have <laughs> sex as teenagers in high school, like in uh, front of in front of her her now husband, like it, or soon to be husband. It's like what, like what, how do you how do their brains even calculate these thoughts? I don't, I don't. It does make makes no sense to me, and it's why I have it, to keep watching. It's truly bizarre. It is truly bizarre. And then, like, blocking him and unblocking him. And, like, it's just, this is just not, this is not healthy. This is not a marriage. And once again, Debris was right. They're not going to make it. I thought that was going to be the bombshell. That their divorce was going to be announced. I know. That Beanie's deciding to stay in Vegas full time and not go back to Princeton. And yeah. he was going to try to get joint custody, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I think I think uh, Beanie really sees his marriage to Ari as the only entryway to Avi's life. Yes. And that's really unfortunate because that's not reality. That's not yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's a shame. Now that's we can it. get to Le Juice. Um, Muhammad and Eve. The first thing I have written is roll the clip. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Survey so, says. Show me a potato salad. <laughs> I was dying. The first thing that Sean um does is rolls the fucking clip. Um, yeah, Muhammad is in the hot seat because they roll the clip about the awkward dinner with the squad. Um. And then they bring out Tatiana, who, you know, I don't really have any strong feelings toward, toward Tatiana. I just feel like she's kind of annoying, but like, whatever. You know, like, she's kind of whatever to me. I hate um, her. She's so fucking annoying to me. And she's a huge hypocrite as well. It's really yeah. weird to see somebody who claims to, or, or maybe not claims, but should have some more insight into what it's like to feel discriminated or or, you know, be cast off or put into a box to just be doing it to this other person simply because he's a foreigner and mm -hmm. because she's looking out for her friend when she should trust her friend's instincts in choosing this partner. It's it's so, it's so weird. She's She's got a lot to say about the fact that, you know, there are a group of women that are sexually liberated and, and all of this, but it, that is no excuse for the way that of how oppressive that they were treating like you know other members of this of that said conversation like you can't force someone to talk about sex that's the whole thing about sexual liberation is that there's a, a choice in it 
And if I don't want to disclose the details of my sex life, I shouldn't have to. That's not sex positivity. Like, whatsoever. Right. <laughs> it's, it's straight up just being fucking nosy. And, you know, Muhammad, it, even in the green room, they talk about how, you know, like, after they have this conversation with Tatiana, that is not a normal conversation. Muhammad asks if this is a normal conversation in any country. And, you know, she res responds and says, like, it's not like that weird for us. Well, you know what? Muhammad is not y'all's friend. He's not part of the squad. OK, like, <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense for you to sit there and act like, oh, we're sexually liberated women love talking about sex but this person is clearly uncomfortable about it and i thought it was right you know and we talk about this i think in the other episodes um that you know he felt uncomfortable i felt like it was right for him to have been like confused by all of their their questioning um we'll get to muhammad you know being a piece of shit later <laughs> but he definitely did not deserve that treatment and you know them asking like well, how did you know what to do and like don't you watch do you watch porn girl what Mm -mm. Yeah, I, I think I think one can argue that Muhammad was definitely a piece of shit before he arrived to the U.S. and and got into this predicament that he is now in. But I really can't say that you know what he experienced once he arrived here probably didn't feel him make him feel even more justified in following through with his plans. Like, oh, so like these people totally don't care about me. They're not interested in any kind of genuine thought processes about me so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do my thing and i'm gonna screw everybody over like they're bad people yeah. i'll be worse you that's know that's a good like, point that's a, that is a good point because i could see that i could totally see that so yeah muhammad responds to her i mean it it's clear that she's like you know upset that he keeps cutting her off whatever i don't really give a fuck um <laughs> <laughs> he's like this is you know my sexual private life um, and then he asks a question, which it's very clear that this is like a, you know, a translation kind of thing. But he I knew what he was saying and everyone seemed to be confused, but I knew what he was saying. He said everyone was acting brand new. Yeah, he was like, did you know me when you figured out that I'm good in bed? Basically, what he meant was saying, like, did you learn anything else about me in that conversation that was actually pertinent to understanding mm. who I am? Like, did you know, did you learn anything? And it's very clear that they didn't. They didn't learn anything from him by knowing that he was, you know, having sex with Eve or knowing that he was the first person to have sex with or his first person to have sex with him was Eve. They didn't know anything, you know, about him. And that, the conversation didn't need to happen that way, basically. Right. I agree. Um, I think the phrasing was a little funny because it's like so we're settling on the fact that that's the truth that <laughs> that you're good in bed but yeah he was trying to express like do you know do you gain anything any insight into who I am as a person if you know whether or not I'm good in bed um but just the way that it was phrased it's just like so that's the objective truth that you are good in bed I mean it's clear that that Why were they was, so curious to know? Yeah, exactly. And it's clear that that was like what Muhammad wanted us to <laughs> gather from that situation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, you know, and it doesn't really matter where a person is from. He's right in the sentiment. He's right in the question he asked her. It's like, you did yeah. not, you did not, I, nothing was relayed to you in, in, in more detail 
about who I am as a person by asking me questions about my private sexual life. Like, yep. these things, those things don't define him. They don't define anyone. So like, how is it possible that you're getting to know me any better if this is top of mind? You know, it's, exactly. it's, it's. As our queen Jasmine has said, that was a part of my privacy. Period. <laughs> oh, I miss her so much. Um, well, I do want to ask you guys a question. Do you believe that he was a virgin when he had sex with Eve? I'm so happy you asked that because I was literally <laughs> just thinking about that. I think he's lying. I think he's lying too. I think he's lying too. I see no reason as to why that would be the truth. I think there is sexual repression happening um, to some degree, but I don't think that he was a virgin. I don't want to generalize, but I mean, we saw Hamza lay exactly with with his woman in his mother's house the first night she arrived. Yeah. And, you know, these are both men who, well, I don't think Hamza ever claimed to be super devout, but um, Muhammad definitely did. Um, but I, I just don't think somebody of his character, now with everything that's been revealed, I I feel like he'd be the type to really give in to temptation. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I don't think he was a virgin. I, I agree. Because Eve also says that she didn't even know that he was a virgin until after they had sex. And you... maybe that's why he feels so offended because he feels like he's been caught in a lie, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, yeah. That's Playing a good a point. Defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, I need to double down because if not, then, you know, they're all going to think that perhaps I am lying about everything and I have been with other women even though yeah. I told or have made Eve believe that, you know, I'm she's the one for me when she's not. And I think maybe that's why the squad was grilling him so badly about it because they want to catch him in a lie and prove that he is a fraud but the way they went about it completely wrong completely wrong i mean even completely. like tatiana's whole demeanor changed after he asked her that question you know it's like her whole demeanor changed because it's like it's it's not even about muhammad anymore mm -hmm. we're talking about just like it, is this an ethical conversation to have with a stranger you know, this is not how you, this is not how you figure out anything about anyone. Right. Yeah. Very, very weird motherfucking vibes. Weird motherfucking vibes only. We move on to, well, Jabri asks a question to uh, Tatiana and asks, do you think it's genuine love? And then <laughs> she says, well, I wanted to ask any other couples if they ever asked their partner that they would get another sponsor or told their partner that they would get another sponsor. Um, and it didn't seem like anyone really responded or answered to it. I wanted more answers to that, but there weren't that many answers. Um, Jabri just did respond and say that it was genuine love. Um, Ooh, that's the one thing this man was wrong about. Yeah. Well, he, he was might definitely also be wrong, wrong about Belange either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was an interesting question to ask. I, I really don't like Tatiana. I think you know she she and the rest of the squad hide behind this like shield of you know like empowerment which which it's selective empowerment because it's like if you claim to be so open and knowledgeable about sex why are you so oppressive in conversations concerning it um 
But, you know, she could have just answered the question yes or no, but she followed it up with another question, leaving it open-ended, you know, push deflecting off of her, when in reality, yes, okay, so Muhammad is is not a good person, clearly, but I feel like even that whole sponsor thing was a, a translation issue as well, where because his whole point was that, like, we we don't have to be married for me to get a sponsor. Like we could still be together and I'll have somebody else sponsor me. But clearly, yeah. you know, there were other intentions going on there, but that's how I took it where he was like, okay, you and I will still be together. We can make our plans, but do I get my green card some other way? Do I get my visa some other way? Yeah, uh, that was, so. what, that was, that was also how I took it. I know that that would still, you know, hurt Eve. I get that. But I, that was also how I took it too. He was like, basically like, well, if you can't give me what I want right now, I'm going to have to find another way to get it. We see that this is, this is a man who is quite a trickster. <laughs> <laughs> a swindler. <laughs> Speaking of the green card, um, Sean said, roll the clip, replays the fight. It was funny because Tatiana was trying to, you know, recall it. And Sean was like, no, 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 no. Let's roll the clip. <laughs> She's like, wait, we have so we have this one in our back pocket already. <laughs> she was like, then don't worry about it, Tatiana. Let's roll the clip. God, I feel like that replay of that fight was also very like, uh, it was hard to watch. And it also was like it came so soon after we had already seen it already. And it was interesting because I feel like all the other couples, the couples that uh the the other person was the the person who came to America, they all kind of empathized with Muhammad. You know, and then it kind of became a little bit of like the Americans versus the fiancés and the Americans were like, well, you know, we don't know the process. It takes a lot of work, blah, blah, blah. And then the the um, the fiancés are all like, well, you know, it's really hard to go from working six days a week to not working at all and basically being a child, like at the mercy of of everyone. I feel like, you know, it's just an overall like very complicated but it felt like you know a moment that needed to happen where they all were able to kind of voice their frustrations yeah that was most of what i had for them in terms of like the actual 90 day tell all there's a lot that happens afterwards um after they wrap filming i for one am glad that (laughs) That we finally get some clarity on the situation and some closure because we've been talking about this for the last few weeks we're like is it real is it fake is it fabricated is someone tricking muhammad are they just trying to get a story clearly this was all very much um i wouldn't say planned but it was accounted for so shortly after the tell-all eve goes through muhammad's phone and discovers the alleged text that we have been discussing in great length for the last few weeks for months he was talking to this other woman um, and was basically devising a plan to be with her after he receives his green card and to leave eve eve of course is devastated that this man that she loves lives this double life and she's kind of like you know we'll see what happens that brings us to today it's just fucking crazy really like we get this breaking news that eve was arrested for domestic violence and there is this whole back and forth dialogue about you know 
again, is this true? Is it fabricated? Is there some truth to it? And there's this kind of like air about it where it's like, perhaps uh, Muhammad is committing immigration fraud and is trying to pin E for domestic violence as a means to get his U visa card, which essentially um, whenever an immigrant comes to the U.S. and there are legal troubles that are afoot and domestic violence being encapsulated in that, it's possible for them to still receive visa status in order to stay in the country because obviously their partner, you know, won't, um, you know, won't be assisting in, in that area. So I don't know. I just want to gauge the room and see uh, what what are some thoughts on all of this? Oof. This is a toughie. I've been... I, you know, I want to believe that he's not lying about this domestic violence situation, but as we've heard the clip from Eve, um, she got really, really fucking angry, and I think that there was a part in there, and I mean, I listened to the whole three minutes of it, I think there was a part in there where Mohammed says, like, don't put your hands on me or something like that. So yeah, he says, don't touch me again. Don't touch me again. Yeah. So there's a possibility, you know, that it did happen. But I also am like, this is also a man who doesn't give a fuck about Eve and could very easily be like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll say whatever the fuck I need to to say in America or to then it's also then I think about like the fact that he doesn't even really want to be in America or maybe that was a whole ruse and he does actually want to go home I don't know I'm just like I don't I really am just like I don't know like we got clarity on the cheating situation which he's a piece of shit but I'm not 100% clear on all this but I did want to say that I'm looking at a post right now from Eve and her attorney attorney Martinez I didn't know you should do I didn't know that this was a good <laughs> I didn't know this was a good thing to do on social media if you are going through an active, you know, case. But she basically says, so this is attorney Martinez says, so excited to help my client, Eve Arellano, get the justice she deserves. Immigration fraud does not sit well with me or my firm. There are plenty of deserving immigrants whose credibility will be questioned because of cases like this. She deserves better. And then Eve comments and, you know, talks. So she comments to someone who said, I've experienced the same thing. And she's like, uh, you aren't alone. As you said, this is exactly what we need to bring attention to because it needs to stop. It's just like very sensationalized. And I, I just, I don't know what the fuck to think. Like, honestly, I don't know what to think. Which but immigrant been... are we talking about here? Muhammad or Eve? It, it's giving better call Saul, first of all. <laughs> uh, and they are in Albuquerque. So yeah. to your original question, I hate to believe that Muhammad is falsifying a domestic violence claim. A domestic violence is very serious. Uh, I hate to believe that Eve is capable of something like this um you know i the only and 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 this is just you know the the analogy right the only dog i have in this fight is theron like this is this is very bad for this child yeah. specifically a special needs child um 
if this doesn't go Eve's way, she loses her child completely. And he falls to the wayside. I'm sure his dad's still in the picture. But, I mean, it seems as though she takes good care of him. He's happy with her. He loves her. Part of the reason why I don't want to believe that uh, Muhammad would falsify something like this is because he has spent time with both of them. And he he has to know that if this doesn't go well for Eve, things won't go well for Theron either. Yeah. But um, I don't I don't know. I think they're both toxic. I, I really don't want to believe that Eve is capable of something like this. But there have been instances throughout the season where I could see a side of of her being this way, specifically the first argument we saw about the wedding where, yeah. you know, she, she I think she lets her emotions get the best of her. And, you know, Muhammad, unfortunately, seems to have the benefit of the doubt where he does seem to be able to have a cool head through very intense conversations. And all of this has been documented now. And it's definitely going to be talked about in court. And this post you're talking about, that's that's a horrible idea. I mean, it, it, I think back about just now the whole thing Ricky Martin went through with his nephew and Ricky Martin said he had to stay quiet for several months about the issue because his legal team was like, you can't say anything at all about this case at all, at all until it's finally resolved because mm. there's entirely too much noise. She was definitely arrested. There's definitely an arrest record. There's an arresting there's officer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's assault and battery, which means not only was she yelling and heightened, she also put hands on him. So, and there's got to be proof. You know, an officer's not just going to arrest a partner based off hearsay or like there's proof. You know, there he had to have gotten home and seen, you know, f like an altercation happen. If Theron was there, he had to have been distressed. You know, stuff, all that stuff makes case for these things to happen. So yeah. it's very it's murky really, and it's really sad. So I read like a couple details from the police report and they were saying how whenever Eve was like going through his phone and found the text messages that essentially she was trying to grab the phone from him and like they were in bed and then he fell over and then she got on top of him yeah, to, to grab the phone. That, so I think I think sure. that's where this was all born from. So I feel like at the end of the day, I'm not sure if this is an important detail or not, but in some ways, like Eve was provoked and she took the fucking bait. I also want to say that this isn't the first time in 90 day history that this has happened. This also happened with Molly and Luis before. Louise tried to say yes. that Molly uh, was violent with him as well, and people speculate that it was in service of the U visa. What a lot of people don't know either is that, you know, once the police are called and they arrive, uh, police are there to assess the situation, essentially to entrap. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. you called us, there is clearly an issue, and it's going to be resolved uh, if somebody committed some wrongdoing. And oftentimes people tell on themselves thinking that they did no wrongdoing, but in the eyes of the law, if you try to take somebody's property and then jump on top of them to continue to do so and they don't want that to happen, that's enough grounds to take you in. Yeah. And a judge might have a different subjective belief. You know, again, I told Amanda in our earlier discussion about this, you know, Men tend to really get slaps on the wrist for things like this, but women really get the brunt of things like this. They they get 
really treated harshly for things like this because mm -hmm. of just sexism and misogyny in general. It's like, you're supposed to take care of your home. You shouldn't be doing things like this in your home, especially if you have a special needs child. And, you know, the judge is a man too. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't look good for her. And it's really, really sad doesn't. specifically for Theron. I really, I really feel bad for him because he really loved yeah. his mom. I really, really feel bad for him too. And it, yeah, it's weird because I was reading an article. I don't know how true the article is because now that I'm thinking about it, it just didn't make sense. But the article that I had found earlier said, you know, there's no, there's no record of an arrest record. This, it's not true that Eve was arrested, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, uh, that was when I was texting you, Amanda. I was like, um, it's gotta be public record. Like we can find this. Why would they say that it's And not true. we did. And we did. Well, you did. <laughs> well, you <laughs> sent me the link, which is like half a fucking battle for me. <laughs> I did send the link. It's true. It's true. We, we, we were in it together. But I also do want to point out that this attorney also titled the video that Muhammad, like referring to Muhammad as the Amber Heard of immigration. Uh, yeah, no, this is too much. Wow. Yeah. Sensational. Sensationalizing it just, it screams guilt. Yeah. It's like, just yeah. let due process do its thing. Exactly. Like, it's literally like this TikTok of, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. It's like this, it's supposed to be like a TikTok she put it on reels or whatever and she's I, I haven't clicked on it to hear what she's saying but her caption alone because i i just wanted to go to eve's um instagram just to see what was what was happening there but yeah i'm yeah i don't know I'll, I'll send it to you guys maybe we can like go on mute and listen to it because it's just rough yeah uh, this is gonna be one that i stay very close to over the next few weeks this is whew, a doozy it's not what I would have anticipated for their storyline ever. I also I also don't like the fact that now it makes me question her character as well, because I felt like Muhammad himself really lent for a lot of question behind his character. But now I'm even going back all the way to like the first episode and be like, well, did she really get married? Did she really not marry her her ex because he wasn't? a good supportive father to a special needs child or did something else happen because he's still very much present in Theron's life. They share custody, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I don't want to have to put a woman in this position, you know, it's, and, and wow. it's all very murky. It's, I, yeah. I do not like it. Um, I sent you the video of the attorney. Um, I think that this post is such a bad idea and I'm shocked that they're doing it. This, this is her. her. Yeah. That's Jasmine. I'm dead. <laughs> That's Jasmine. Jasmine looks better than her. Dude, this is all Trump's doing. Mm -hmm. This sensationalism, like minimizing like legality and stuff yeah. like that. It's like he's likely to get deported. Like you don't know that. Like you're just a lawyer. You're not the judge. Like that bitch is scary. Yeah. She she she's literally Winter's bariatric Barbie. I I think this woman is like I don't think she's full of shit. She's definitely doing. She's definitely using the court of public opinion. But I don't know how that really helps her. I I don't get it. I don't think it'll hold water in this case. Um, it doesn't matter because this is a fucking domestic violence case. At the end of the day, like yeah. the judge isn't going to be calling you know into question his immigration status. Like at the end of the day, if she 
you know, uh, mishandled the situation and got on top of him. So I think the report actually had said that her knee was on his neck to get the Ooh. phone. Mm -hmm. Then it's mm -hmm. game fucking over, dude. That's After that's 2020? exactly. It's, yeah. also, it's also like, okay, so things like this, a judge would absolutely bring it up in court to just say, I'm obliviating all of that. None of that stands in a court of law. A court of that's all contemptuous. And my court is serious. We don't pay attention to any of that stuff. The facts are these. And the fact is also, I wouldn't be surprised if the judge looks at it more of a point of view. It's like, you're the American citizen. You're supposed to uphold yourself to a standard. You don't treat immigrants like this. You don't treat somebody who's here visiting a country like this. You should have comported yourself better and, and goes down that route. You know, and she she's the one that has more of a commitment to uphold and, and you know, maintain a standard as an American yeah. citizen. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the route they go. She I mean, but she does have a lot of privilege here being the American citizen, you know, considering that she is the American citizen, like she'll get a slap on the wrist. But I wonder how this is going to turn out, because if she gets the slap on the wrist, which I don't think she will, I think she will get some kind of punishment for this um then does that mean that kind of like trying to figure out like if if she gets off and nothing happens to her does that mean that they're going to go after muhammad and say that he did commit fraud or you know vice versa if she doesn't if she does get you know something will he get I, I honestly don't think there's any proof of fraud there's there's there proof of him there's, no way. there's proof of him being interested in another woman but like what is what is a, a male judge? What are the odds of a male judge, you know, condemning a man for that? Listen, yeah. we have yet to see someone in this franchise get deported. Yeah, <laughs> like, the other Muhammad never did. They're Danielle and Muhammad are friends now. They were just hanging yeah. out in Ohio. History is doomed <laughs> to repeat itself. <laughs> oh God, please God no. Please. And honestly, even if he were to get deported, I don't think this man cares either way. Well, I don't know. He, he, he was he was willing to go back to Egypt. Well, right? maybe maybe it was all just uh, was all know, ruse. hot air. Yeah, like yeah. oh, I don't care. Send me back. Oh, I'll just leave, knowing that that'll make Eve irate. And in in yeah. the recordings, she's like, "Then just go." Also, so, I want to. So then, are we believing that she that Muhammad's being assessed by this other woman? Like, like this other woman's just is a lawyer herself too, and is feeding him all this like game plan because I have no. Well, she says that he they were in Facebook group. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, supposedly oh, they're Facebook group. Good lord, to be a fly on that Facebook group's wall where they're all talking about scamming people like yeah. that. Like you said, Brian. Like the person that I'm scared of, scared for the most is Theron. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is looking rough. Like if she fucking really, really did this, yeah, no, she's gotta like some something needs to happen. Some some kind of, you know, anger management consequence. I mean, and it's very true. Muhammad for sure provoked provoked her, for sure. Like he because he he knows how to get under her skin. He knows mm -hmm. how to push her buttons, and she just probably fucking lost it. This shit is so crazy. Like, I'm. I will also be paying attention very closely to see how this. It's, all it's is. gonna be really bad if Theron was present for this. If he was I, in yeah. the home, 
if he was in nah. the home, that adds a whole different layer. To because the then situation. it's like you're you're willing to you're in danger. You're in danger. Your child, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and then and her, also her, her motherhood comes into question as well. And yeah. And also, I'm thinking about the timeline. So she's arrested August 15th, right? Um, but she knew about this cheating shortly after the tell-all. And we know that the tell-all was filmed in what, February? Like February so, or March? February or March. So she's known about the cheating for a while. Something must have happened in between the tell-all airing and now for her to have snapped or whatever like whatever happened something must have happened for her to have had this like reaction and gotten arrested because i was also wondering did she get arrested the night she found out well th that's where it gets really so. confusing for me because i don't in think the recording so. that he took of you know what we've been discussing she says she says i have to do this and plan this whole fucking wedding by myself this is this is why i feel like Everything we're talking about is probably true because mm -hmm. if it didn't happen the night that she found out, then things festered yeah. and yeah. things started getting uglier. Yeah, she boiled over and felt justified in her actions, and like it is what it is, right? Like it went down. Yeah, he can't go that anywhere. She's not going to leave her house. She feels like it's her dominion. She's already got this mentality of like, I am a woman. Hear me roar, right? Like she she took it she she took this man down right and and the law isn't gonna side with her they're just yeah. not it makes sense because he has the same haircut from the tell-all in the video <laughs> so it's like <laughs> us being fucking like detectives he has the same haircut so it's definitely like him being like oh fuck this is the time that she finds out and then, you know, we find out months after it happens. So it must have been when we find out, us are, us as citizens, when we find out about the text messages, that's when she boils over and yes. it happens. Like, cause, yeah, you know, I can imagine just like the social pressures of the outside yeah. world now knowing that, you know, she she is a fool yeah. And, yeah. and that her friends were right all along. It's just like her ego is just like on the ground. So she's like, he's going to be on the ground too. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, there's a lot of fragility involved. And it's why I feel like it's probably all true because it is very human, the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. And now we're sensationalizing it and minimizing it and putting, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia music behind the conversation of it to, 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 you know, make it, remove it from that human aspect like yeah it's oh it. this never happened and he's just a scammer it's like perhaps he's just a cheater you know? yeah so. yeah i wonder i really want to know when that recording took place i think we we deduced amanda that it was after the tell-all or after oh. after the wedding or the wedding because she oh, said that she has wedding. to you know plan the whole wedding by herself and they still yeah. got married exactly still got married Ooh. This is why I also think like a judge, like like he's not gonna go anywhere. They still got married. She's yeah. made the they mistake of her life. They still got married, knowing that they were incompatible and had issues going on. Yeah. And then she fought him. 
It's mm-hmm. like she she they both made these decisions together, even allowing the the altercation to happen. So mm-hmm. they're neither of them win, but I don't I don't think it's gonna go as bad for him as it will for her. Unfortunately, yeah, she has way more to lose mm-hmm. for sure. She has way more to lose. Legal advice aside, uh, I think we can wrap up um, this incredible season. Well, incredible for our standards. or Incredible for, for our us. podcast. We yeah. did an incredible job. We did an incredible job. However, the show... Well, I don't know. In the last, in the last third there, the show kind of got <laughs> juicier. <laughs> we had a lot. We had a lot. The tell-all, I think, delivered yeah. for a season that was very dry. Um, I think we consistently delivered every week, regardless of the subject matter that we were given. I, of course, would love to thank you for making this creative vision happen. I want to thank you for being a guest. Thank you for having me. I want to thank Courtney. Thank you so much, Ryan. Yes, Courtney did an outstanding job last week as well. Yes, she did. I also want to thank my mom for being a very early guest on <laughs> the show. The The girls were dying for, for more Rosemary. So that uh, could be something in, in the future that, yes. <laughs> that, that happens. But this has been outrageously fun. So, so fun. And yeah, I want to thank all the same exact people and i do have one superlative that i want to ask you guys yes uh, because i'm just so curious to hear what you guys are gonna think um but i would love to ask from this season or another season because we've talked shit about a lot of these folks who's most likely to find our podcast and attack us on social media Wow, that's such a good one. Uh, most likely. I mean, considering that Jabri and Neona like very carefully monitor <laughs> their presence, they're always a possibility. I think Angela's too famous at this point. My mind immediately goes to Jabri and Miona. Uh, my mind immediately goes to Karen Guillermo. They are <laughs> they are social media sluts they <laughs> they really want to be like an it couple like they it's 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 too much they <laughs> they do like reels with voiceovers and they act things out and it's like they're chronically online you know i think i was gonna say like debbie but i don't know if she like looks at social like at podcasts like that um, I think Debbie's too famous too at this point. Yeah, Debbie's too famous. But besides her, Emily, Emily and Kobe, or Emily, Ooh. I could see Emily being like, "Who the fuck are these people? They don't even know what they're fucking talking about." Like, I could see that. <laughs> she does <laughs> like, seem yeah, very self-centered. She is. So uh, I can see her not being able to put the phone down and scrolling through the hate. People supposedly said that she was like on Reddit, like downvoting negative comments about her and stuff like that. I totally yeah, believe she's, that. She's totally a Reddit girl. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Sure. She also she also says she's like a stay at home mom. Not that stay at home moms don't have anything to do, but <laughs> she's a live at home mom, one, as we discussed. This yeah, this is a live at home mom. This one has nothing to do. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's going to be scrolling and searching. 
yeah, this has been such a wonderful experience. Yeah, I think that that's pretty much it. Thank you so, so much to our listeners. Please keep listening. Please keep liking and sharing. Maybe there's an episode that you missed. Go back and listen to it and let us know how you feel and what you think. Thank you again for listening, for being with us on this journey. Um, I've had an absolute blast and yeah, I am signing out. Signing out. See ya. Bye. Bye.